We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, uh, some news involving the Royals and their broadcast team. Going into this upcoming season in the future, the Royals sending out a press release that the uh, Entire Royals organization would like to thank and congratulate Steve Fiziak. He's made a decision to retire after a 43-year broadcasting career. So uh, congrats on retirements to Steve Fiziak. 43 years broadcast, obviously, not only with the Royals, but you go back to... Uh, That's incredible. And obviously, ties to Kansas State. Did a lot of Pac-12 uh, coverage back a couple years ago as well. I guess he still is doing that even recently. So congrats to, to Fiziak. I know he's... Uh, also really taking uh, another trip over to Italy recently. He's writing another book. He's been writing multiple books, so he's an author as well. So uh, awesome. 43-year broadcasting career for Fizz. Having been around all the Royals broadcasts at this point, Fizz is a genuinely nice human being. Like, he is so nice. No almost, almost, like, way nicer than any of the three people on this show. Let's say <laughs> that for sure. We can say that confidently. Without any questions over that. I'm just going to sip on this wine while you, you said that. <laughs> I like that we're drinking it out of these tiny Dixie <laughs> cups. You know what? It is nice that we could crack this bottle of Kim Crawford for our guy, Steve Fiziak. Cheers him the right way, that's Nick. That's right. That's right. Not with that's a Diet right. Coke or some water. Cheers, Fizz. Can I uh, come get a refill soon? Did you all? What did you do? Shoot it? It's wine. You're supposed to just cap No, I'm hammering it. Wow. I thought we were getting wine drunk. I thought that's what you said. Sure. Gold. Yeah, that's what is exactly what Getting I said. Getting white girl wasted in the middle of a Thursday afternoon ah, on some Kim Crawford. Some Sauvignon Blanc, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's, let's do it, fellas. Total sports radio thing. <laughs> but no, but in, in all seriousness, though, congrats, congrats to, to Steve Fizia. 43-year broadcasting career announcing his retirement. That's awesome for him. Again, hell of a career. Congrats, Fizz. Next up on Watch Training, the Chiefs have given us some injury updates. MVS will return to practice, but still no McCall Hardman or Juju Smith-Schuster or Chris LeMond's for the Chiefs for their upcoming game against their... I think Juju's got no chance of playing. I think they'll just wait to rule him out until tomorrow. But at this point, I don't think McColl has a chance to play. Normally in Andy Reid's system, you don't get on the field starting Thursday. Long shot. Longest of long shots that they're going to let you practice Friday and then into Sunday. Pretty good chance they'll be without two of their wide receivers heading into that game, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. Absolutely. Yeah, we we certainly will. Up next, though, uh, it actually fits in with our stadium conversation we were having yesterday about the future for the Royals and where they could play uh, with the All-Star game. And hey, if the Royals get a new ballpark, because that means the All-Star game comes back to Kansas City again. Well, the Rangers got a new ballpark a couple years ago. Uh, The League just announced today that the Rangers will get the 2023 All-Star game. So we know how this works. So, yeah, the same thing would probably apply if the Royals uh, get that new ballpark uh, down the road. I'm sure we'll see an All-Star game in Kansas City again the same way. They did massive renovations. They got the All-Star game. 
absolutely. And that was I didn't. I, that was, you didn't go. I, it I was, was so much fun. So that man. Was just, I, I was lucky enough to go to the World Series in the playoff run, but I, I that is one still event. I'm like, gosh, dang it! I did not go to the All Star game. It in, was in 2012, 2013. It was so much fun. Although I was wasn't Charlie I was Sheen, beyond wine drunk when I was there for the home run derby. I was in bad shape. Wasn't Charlie Sheen there? That was like right after when he was when people were still talking about when he was like like moving Tiger in blood and oh, all that yeah, stuff. God. Maybe I don't know. I think I was Charlie a wild Sheen was time for Charlie Sheen. Tiger Do you blood. use any event as an excuse to get wasted, Cody? No, just just that. It was like that one we just had a little fun in the parking lot, and it got a little carried away. And then I knocked over Ryan Howard's kid. I mean, I railroaded Ryan over Howard's Ryan kid. Ryan Howard's kid? Just, I mean, what? It made it. It made it. Yeah, what? <laughs> it made it. What do you mean you knocked him over? Uh, so we were. How old was this kid at the time? I don't know. I mean, just do the like, math. I don't look how old he is now. Like, are we talking a five-year-old like, child? Uh, he's probably like seven or eight. Oh my goodness! We were in the parking lot drinking quite a bit. Ryan Howard got lost down there looking for a parking spot. We directed him in. <laughs> Walking into the stadium with him at the same time, I was like, you know, we should have gotten a photo with Ryan Howard. So I went to try to be like, hey, let's just go get one real quick. Since we had fun, we had a couple of interactions. In my His attempt son to, got in your way, and he said, <laughs> move it, go, bitch. In my attempt to go get him, I knocked over a kid on accident because I was too drunk and didn't realize it, only to find out it was Ryan Howard's kid when he came up there. So I'm guessing you didn't get the picture. I did. Look quite inebriated in it, as a matter of fact. So after you shoved his kid to the ground. <laughs> I didn't know it was his kid at the time. I found that out after when his kid came up. Well, he knew it was his kid. Well, maybe he didn't see him get knocked down. He had his back to me at the time I was walking <laughs> towards him. Good times. I hope we get a new all-star game here in Kansas wow. City sometime. I will try to mind my business a little bit better. Next up on What's <laughs> Trending, the NFL is still trying to decide on the Buffalo game. They've said that league sources are closely monitoring what to do next. There are five sites being considered as possible alternatives to it. The most easy one seems like Detroit's not at home this weekend, and they play Detroit for Thanksgiving Day. Because if there really is six feet of snow expected in Buffalo – doesn't seem like it'd be really easy to play somewhere else, fly back to Buffalo, or fly into Detroit from there. To me, if you're going to move the game, and I know they're flying private, so it's different. It's not like getting a flight out of Southwest. Sure, but sure. I think if they are going to move the game, then they probably should just move it to Detroit. That seems like it'd be the easiest thing for Buffalo. Yeah, it'll be, you know, I know there's the conflicting weather, like forecasts. Some people are saying that it'll, by Sunday, it'll actually be done. But that doesn't mean it's, <laughs> there's still six feet of snow on the ground. So that could still be a problem. Um, but like from the visual, the optics, definitely love a good, good snow game. I just can't fathom six feet of snow on the ground. That's just even growing up in the Midwest. That's just I, I can't fathom what that really looks like. Gold, you and I watched a nice snow game last, last night. Last night, a little matching Western Michigan, Central Michigan. You couldn't see the I yard can't believe lines. I came into work today. I was like, oh, they're going to love this story. I can't believe the second I brought it up. You're like, yeah, I watched it, too. Why? Of course, it's Maction. There's something to bet on last night. I know, but I was there was we a really good on the under. There was well, there was supposedly a good college basketball Watch game on it. Gonzaga, Texas, but that ended up being a blowout. Yeah, I, I tuned into that game, that football game. I saw about foot and a half, two feet of snow on the ground, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and hammer the under. I probably should have. All I saw was Gold post on Twitter a photo of a guy carving out a snowman into a person in the stands. It was yeah. kind of cool. It's it was a, great. It was a real snowman, basically. That's about as much snow <laughs> as I've ever seen at a stadium during a game. My kids have never made a snowman. Well, Is that something I should put on the to-do list? Whoa, whoa, they don't whoa, seem whoa, super interested whoa, in it whoa, yet. Whoa, 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 well, I'm not gonna stand whoa, up there whoa, and do whoa, it for two hours. They're not gonna help. Cut the music. Yeah, please stop, 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 stop. You um are a father of two. Mm -hmm. They're six and four. They're six and four. You've lived in Kansas City your whole life. Your children have lived in Kansas City their whole life. 
It has snowed since they've been alive. Correct. Enough to build a snowman. I'm not just building one if they're not going to help. They have, you have never helped. I think, yeah, the first one, you do have to help them. Even oh, go, help. I want them go, to participate. Even go buy the old cliche snowman kit that comes with the hat and the fake stuff. Do Wait that. Wait a minute. Have you, have you never even offered to build them a snowman? Ooh, that's tough to say. We've been sledding multiple times. Not the question. Um, <laughs> I'd just like to clarify, we have done snow-related activities. Stop, I, stop dogging. I gotta be honest, I don't think I've ever... this Kim Crawford line think, at home. I gotta be honest, I'm not sure I have offered to build a snowman. I think I was just waiting for the request. You know what? The text line puts it perfectly. From the 816. <laughs> can't be good. Cody is a neglectful drunk. And you know what? So calling someone a drunk is like sort of old school. Like when you say your grandpa was a drunk, it's like, yeah, he was an alcoholic, okay? <laughs> drunk kind of has I, honestly, a softer... I can't believe... All right, this, this winter... Does it? Neglectful drunk th- is tough. Th- th- this winter, at some point, I'm sure we'll get you know four, four plus inches of snow, plenty of snow to make a snowman in your front yard or backyard. Okay, fine. You got to make one. This, Yeah, come on, man. Okay, I gotta, we'll so make one. I feel like this is part of the childhood experience. They got to make a snowman. Why don't you come over and make one? <laughs> I feel oh, I just feel so step- bad for your kids. <laughs> what? Constantly. They don't even know they're missing out on because anything. Because, dude, I'm, I mean this with all due respect, Cody. With <laughs> all due respect. Oh, boy. This is not going to go You're well. a bit of a deadbeat dad. That's not true. Well, oh, boy. Under what circumstances? Because <laughs> I didn't build a okay. snowman? Let's take inventory here. You haven't offered to build them a snowman. You uh, get wasted at all their kids' parties. No, that was not true. I just said that I think that parents should provide alcohol for children's birthday parties. Mm. And then that one time that we were drinking before the the open night house thing at the school. That's it. But those are the only three. Those are the only two I can think of right now. But I know there's many, many more. Text line, I remember if there have been other instances. Yes, they will. They've got a steel trap for a memory. Mm. That's a stunner. I guess sorry to disappoint. We'll uh, we'll talk to Paul Charge you know, about fantasy football, and uh, he's a fantastic father. We'll uh, we'll talk to Charge. He lives in Minnesota. They get snow up there. I bet you he I bet you he made a snowman with his daughter at some point in her life. So we'll we'll talk to Charge at one o'clock. Get the lowdown from guillotineleaks.com. Uh, we mentioned the injury stuff for the Chiefs right now, and it was good to hear that MVS is expected to be back at practice today, as he was sick yesterday, but still juju and concussion protocol. McCall Hardman dealing with the heel and. This uh, abdominal injury slash illness, whatever you want to call it, whatever they're calling it these days, because uh, we really don't know for sure what it is. Uh, they're they're thin at wide receiver now. If MVS is going to play now, it looks like he's going to. Looks like it. That helps things out. Then you're looking at MVS, Tony. But listen Watson, to that wide Sky receiver. Moore. That's not that's not like murderer's not. row of wide receivers you just listed. It, it's not. You know, fortunately, we know Travis Kelsey is essentially a wide receiver for this offense. This is why I think on Sunday, um, despite where the narrative has been this week with clearly Clyde and it's true. He was, he was basically benched on, on Sunday, only got six snaps. I actually think Clyde and Pacheco will both be fairly involved in this offense on Sunday. And, and some of it might be because they can line get out a little, wide, getting a little more creative with what they might need to do. I could see some pathways where they line up Jarek McKinnon and they line up Clyde out wide and kind of use them as wide receivers or additional wide receivers inside the offense. That's a logical thing to assume um, that they, they would try to utilize that. Oh, also, he just run more. It's the 30th ranked rush defense. But this, this highlights one thing pretty noticeable to me, which is really their wide receiver depth is cool and sounds nice, but it's only cool after Juju. So just as long as I got Kelsey and Juju, honestly, then I don't care who the other three or four wide receivers who are available on game day is. Give me any other guys, 
any other list of guys. Give me any combination that includes Sky and Kemp, whatever, or Watson and MVS and McColl, fine. Any combination of three other people after those two, but specifically those two, are important. It is important that every game or in the playoffs or those things, Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster are available because the second you take Juju's name off that list and it's just down to Kelsey and then you start listing all the other wide receivers, I don't like it as much. Certainly MVS, who's on pace for 850 yards, is better than if he wasn't there. There's a certain hierarchy to it, but there's a noticeable drop-off after Juju. That's what this is reminding me of because that's what stands out more than even being, I guess, overly panicked about their wide receiver depth this week. Yeah, it's, you know, it's... There's, there's a weird part. If it goes well, there's even more excitement and optimism in a weird way. Like, not nobody wants them not to have Juju and not to have McColl. But if they go out and look effective offensively and Tony continues to step up even more, and if suddenly it actually is an opportunity for Sky to get a little bit more playing time and there's a glimpse, maybe confidence boost for him and all that and get some more rapport with Mahomes, like, there are some long-term benefits to, to that. Now, you first and foremost, find a way to win the football game. That means you have to force feed Travis Kelsey all day long. Fine. But I, I think there's a there's a case where we could actually not see one of the the names we're talking about as much be one of the the feature guys, not just because you and I have the bet with Justin Watson on will it be over yeah, that, 200 yards. That'd be very bad for I, me. I think Justin Watson, like and we've seen glimpses of this throughout the season a little bit. Like Mahomes, I think, really trusts him. So I wouldn't surprise me if Justin Watson ends up being one of the better receivers. Uh, better receiving has one of the better receiving days. If the receiver room looks like MVS, Tony, Justin Watson, Sky Moore. Uh, yes, certainly. But I, and I, I'll say this, I do kind of like it as a, this is a really good litmus test of what next year's wide receiver mm-hmm. could be. Yeah. Right. That, I mean, this is the unit as it sits, right? This is the unit that's under contract. What we're likely to see on Sunday is everybody who's under contract for next season. A couple of them. Yeah. I mean, because it's no Juju and no McColl. Those are the two free agents. Yeah. Tony MVS and Sky Moore. Three of them. I mean, that's pretty, I mean, and it depends because Kadarius, Tony, the most interesting part of this is it. Do they actually trust him? Like, does he do enough at the end of this year where that if they had to let go of Juju Smith-Schuster, would they trust themselves that that would be, you know, actually viable. And, and the answer right. is, I don't know. I, you know, I feel like you'd have to see a lot out of Kadarius Tony the rest of this year to actually feel good about it, wouldn't you? Like, wait, like, I don't know, like 70 yards a game for the rest of the way. What number would it take for you to be like, yeah, they're fine without Juju? It'd take a lot, man. Well, it, I, would, I, it, would, I, it would have to be very good. There's, I said it when they traded for him, even prior to, to last week's performance. There's, there's going to be very little. Uh, in fact, there's really nothing that Tony can do this year that will get me to the point where I'm like, oh, they don't need Juju Smith-Schuster. I, there's, <laughs> that, there, there's nothing there where, where will I feel better about Tony and I already do feel better about him heading into next year? Yes. But to where I'm like, oh, they don't need Juju? No, 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 no. I think that's discrediting what Juju has meant to this offense and what he can be. I think the system is perfect for him. To me, it makes a great again, setup. It's, it's the same thing. It's like if you have Juju next year, then the guys you roll in behind can be gravy a little bit the way Kadarius Tony is. Or however Sky develops. You don't have the same pressure of... Because if you let Juju go, then Sky Moore does have to develop. He has to turn into something. If Juju and MVS and Kadarius Tony and Travis Kelsey are all on this team next year, which is only has to happen, the only thing you need to happen there is to sign Juju Smith-Schuster to the contract, then if Sky Moore's a bust, and I'm not saying he is, but if he is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't impact this team. They're the number one scoring offense right now. Sky Moore's got 100 yards. He doesn't impact their ability to be great. That's what I'm looking for right now. When you don't have Tyreek... I'm looking for a safety net 
to avoid that like need if that you know like that need yeah. to have a guy there to kind of save the unit and that's that's why I'm always going to be interested in Juju almost no matter what he does. We'll get to our survivor picks or at least mine uh, coming up in about 12 minutes or so. There's only Clay why do you and keep I. taking shots. Everyone can, knows it's just can you. I ask you a question. I just, Gold? I just mentioned that because I feel like it's amazing. Once everybody's gotten out, there's not much buzz, no much, not much talk around the survivor league. Everybody liked it for a while. And now that it's just Kling and I, uh, there yeah, doesn't seem, but you guys act as if it doesn't exist. It is. So I just want to remind you, there are still people that were loyal enough to vote for me and smart enough to vote for me and Kling that smart they're still enough. alive yeah. and they have a chance at a $1,500 Visa gift card. Thanks to Kling and myself. Kling gave his pick earlier. I'll give you mine in uh, in about 12 minutes or so what were you gonna ask me Nick? well do, i was wondering you know i know you're a big fan of the legalized gambling in kansas and you think it's a great thing for the state and stuff do you think it's great for you yeah. knowing that i am going to consistently every day yeah during college basketball season talk in your ear while you're trying to listen to cody to give but you see, updates I'm, on Furman penn state but here's the great thing nobody knew you were doing that we're pros no i said do you care though no, because I was curious about how the finish was going as well. <laughs> Furman, Furman did not cover, F- by Furman the way. Furman did not. Nick had, had uh, Furman plus two and a half, plus three, three. and a half, They yeah. lost by five to Penn State, a little yeah. early morning basketball. They so, were, by the way, Furman was down 20-something, so the fact that you had a shot late was actually quite that's impressive. That's why I love college basketball. It's the only sport where it's like, what, what time of day is it? There's a game going on. Is it good? Doesn't matter. There's another one that starts in about 10 minutes. What do we got? Should we bet on it? Let's do it. Come on, guys. Let's all put some money on it. I just lost my ass on Furman, Cody. You you said you won a bunch of money last night on that other snow game. So I did, but that was then. It's pretty much even. Come on, Nick. Now I'm financially ruined. What's the next game? Let's bet on it. I think Colorado's about to uh, tip off. Well, you know that uh, I've supported the uh, the Buffaloes. They're uh, very bad um, at most sports, but they're probably a favorite against Colorado and UMass. Come on, let's all put some money on Colorado. Minutemen. Oh, UMass. That's Frank Martin. That is, you're right. It is Frank Martin. Oh, <sighs> might, have, might have to back the minute. Well, I'm betting Colorado, so you bet you match. Let's see who wins this six bet point by the, end dogs, of the show. By the way, I like I like the Mar- the Fighting Martins all day. There, I'll take Colorado first half. Honestly, if you give Frank Martin six points, that's what I like to call free <laughs> money. <laughs> So many times on this show, he said free money. Uh, so, he posted so, before the show, Furman was free money, free money, and it was a loss. He did, he did. My free money bets are like one and four on the year, but I did <laughs> hit that Baylor season opener. So, <laughs> Yeah, we did win on that, didn't we? Gold was the only one who lost yeah, on that. Yeah, bet. Like, like 70 sorry. points. <laughs> it was, it was del- who, did I, who did I take? Del- the Delta Dirt Devils the or Mississippi something? Valley. I had the over. I had it by like the under 16. It was the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. That's what it was, and they were Forty-three and a half point docks. Something and like they that. lost by seventy. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> and right. I, I hit the total. No. Oh time. my goodness. Uh, we will get to Survivor here, though, and random question of the day within the next fifteen minutes. Um, there, there's something that's happened in the last week or so. It's highlighted more, but this to me is an easy fix for the league. They're not even. They shouldn't even be getting criticism for it because it's that easy of a fix. That next year it needs to happen. If you watch Monday Night Football. You may have seen a sequence late in the game where Dallas Goddard, who now unfortunately got hurt on the play, he fumbled the football. Huge, huge fumble. Washington sure. sealed the win for Washington, essentially. Uh, he got hurt, but he also clearly had his face mask grab. Should have been a personal foul. They didn't catch it live. And then they reviewed the fumble, and it was so glaring. We all like, here's the fumble, yes, but face mask. I really think you should be able to, on safety slash personal foul penalties, if you're already reviewing a spot foul, or excuse me, a, a spot of a ball, a fumble, whatever, why, why can't you go in and fix that as well? Why, why can't we add a rule to where if I, Cody, challenge the catch, let's say, and also on that catch, I tell, I can tell that you grab my fa- that player's face mask or whatever. You like to challenge both? 
Yeah. But where do you draw the line? So here's a very Safe, serious question. Safety so, and so, personal foul penalties So in baseball, only. if you challenge foul. a play, you are challenging every part of the play. So you're not just challenging if the guy is out at second. You're challenging both. Maybe the guy was out at first, or maybe somebody slid off the bag that had nothing to do with the thing you're challenging, or maybe missed a plate. Yep. Because in football, it's way more complicated. You're saying it's just at the point of attack? Yep. Or, or should it be if there's a massive hold three no. yards away from the point of attack? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, no, but I just told you. We're not reviewing holding calls. We're reviewing personal fouls or safety penalties only within that. So if I challenge a fumble. So what if it's I, a block in the back and per, it's 10 yards away from the play? Do we no, allow that to be part of it? It has to be in that. I think look, you have to set a, a range. Like, to say for that to work, I think you've got to set a like five yard or four so that, yard. It's, or, it's whatever that that actual, if it's dealing with the ball carrier, it, it's, it has to be something that's impacting the ball carrier directly. A face mask. That's what it, or, or, or a tripping penalty that that ball carrier or the receiver. That's it. Just not, the people not involved the, in not the, play. the other side of the field, not the other side of the field. But to me, that's what that's what needs to happen. Also, let coaches challenge inside two minutes. If I still have my challenge left, why the hell are it we waiting? It does seem weird that we the, take the, it to the league. The What's the why, difference? The reason why I bring it up, we all saw the Gabe Davis lack. Uh, they ruled it a catch in the, in the loss to the Vikings Here's, where the Bills got up to the line of scrimmage quickly. Sure. But if I'm the Vikings head coach, I should have been able to challenge that. And so, and that was not a catch by Gabe Davis. No, uh, but here's Man the thing. should have been reviewed. The reason why I'm fine with the second part of this, the first part I'm kind of agrees with you. I think it'd be good to be able to challenge that. The coaches inside of two minutes. I don't want to be out of a time. I don't want to like be out of challenges before the two minute warning and a massive play happen and that not be able to be looked at by the league. Like I don't think that a coach. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not saying you're that... saying the league can still review yeah, inside of two minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, but to also yeah, give the coaches if, the if, ability if to st- review if you still have yeah. your remaining challenges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not saying Ooh, that. That adds a whole nother level no, to I'm, it. Okay, I'm, well then that then I'm a little less against it. Yeah, no, no. I'm not saying that make it. You're to saying to switch and it's just challenge all the time. You're saying no, both things can exist. If I have my challenge, I'm not saying they should. If they're out of challenges, then the coach is still out of challenge. But if I have a coach challenge left and there's a minute ten on the clock. And the the upstairs for whatever reason is not about to stop the play on that Gabe Davis catch. I should be able to throw my flag if I'm Kevin O'Connell, the coach of the Vikings, in that instance. That's all. It just feels like it's adding. You know what the problem is? Is that the last time we tried to do this, Gold, it failed. Like, let's challenge pass interference. And it's like no, and I don't think that but even again, someone in New York you, could ignore the you, Dallas though, Goddard. Thing. You don't I make understand. pass interference review. Personal fouls, safety penalties only. So the the roughing the passer that Chris Jones that should I should have been or the Juju Smith Schuster one in which he's hit could have thrown a challenge flag like that was helmet to helmet you're not taking a look at it for some reason that's helmet to helmet. What's weird though is like with that one in particular in some of these cases I don't think they're going to overturn as many as you want. They can't in the Goddard case. Correct. But in the Juju one they got asked about it after and they said shoulder to shoulder. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. But that's what they said after the game. And typically, what we've seen in the pass interference thing is they stand up for their buddies. The New York guys stand up for their buddies on the field, and they tend to go with their call versus the opposite. I don't, I mean, I'm always for like kind of slowly changing the mood, but I don't know that whether or not that is going someone to really says, solve the he, problem. Someone in Texas says, won't the coach uh, just challenge one thing so the ref sees a face mask? I still want to get it right. I have no problem. If you tell me that. It's a, it's a, a minute inside of a minute to go in the game, and there's a catch that we all know is a catch, but I challenge the catch. If it was clearly a face mask, then yeah, you, you, I'm, I'm telling that you, happened. you can yeah. still challenge. I'm telling you, yes, that's exactly what I want. I, Why is that I, a bad thing? Them yeah. getting it right. That, yeah. that I don't have a problem they're like, with. Well, they're just going to challenge because of the face mask. Exactly. That's fine. Correct. That's fine. They know they're getting the 15 yards either way, and best case scenario, they're getting the 15 yards and their guy but, made a catch. Again, they're two different things. I'm saying... Inside two minutes, let coaches challenge. And then in general, if there is a upstairs review anyway, 
and they're looking at a certain catch like the Goddard, or the, 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 whether or not it was a fumble with Goddard on, on Monday Night Football, and we all saw the face mask, they should be able to say, yeah, it was a fumble, but there was a face mask. So obviously the fumble's wiped out, personal foul penalty, Eagles keep the ball 15 yards down the field. Up next, we'll get to the survivor pick uh, for myself and Kling, presented by DirecTV's NFL Sunday Ticket, and also the random question of the day. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. All right, back here on Cody and Gold, hanging out on a Thursday. Paul Charchine of guillotineleaks.com going to join us in about 25 minutes. We'll get you set for already, what is it, week 11 of the NFL season. There's Thursday night football tonight. Packers coming off a win. Can they carry that momentum into tonight's game against the Tennessee Titans? Uh, so we'll be talking about the fantasy implications for tonight's game. And, of course, uh, ask him, what do you do with the Chiefs situation at wide receiver from a fantasy perspective? Is this uh, an all-in on Kadarius Tony week? If you're someone that went ahead and added him a week or two ago. So we'll talk to Charge in just a little bit. We're also 12 minutes or so away from the random question of the day. Real quickly, though, before we get into some comments from Dade Moore, who uh, spoke for the first time since being fired uh, by the Royals. He was on an Odyssey podcast. We'll get to that. But first, uh, Survivor Picks. We do this every Thursday at 1230. It was a lot more enjoyable when everybody was in it. Uh, there's just two of us left, though. Uh, and it has been that way for weeks. It has been just clinging myself for a while. I did see this morning Kling went with the San Francisco 49ers, and I came running in here when I saw it on the board during one of the breaks and told Cody, I was like, dang it, because I'll be honest, uh, I'm going San Francisco against Arizona this week as well. Kling does not have a strike. I do. Um, I've used Philly already. I've used Denver, Arizona, Cleveland, New Orleans, Washington, Tampa, Dallas, Cincy, and last week I used Kansas City. He went with the Giants, I think, last week against Houston. Him and I are both on the San Francisco 49ers. Can I just uh, say one Survivor. thing about Kling? He is an absolute juggernaut when it comes to Survivor League. Well, he won it last, won it last year. year. I know, but like it's been it it's year. been a month now and you can't gain any ground on him. He hasn't like oh. slipped up. He's yeah. just an yeah, unstoppable yeah. force. He's he's an imperial death star destroying he's, he planets just chooses on winners, his way man. to he's uh, intergalactic <laughs> domination. <laughs> he doesn't have a strike. Yeah, that's what's impressive. He doesn't even have a strike at all. And I'm sure he probably is hoping that I'm I'm knocked out in the next week or two, though, because then it does get a little interesting because if we, we learned from last year with the tiebreakers, even though I, I think it should have gone this way, if if both guys are sur- survived, then even Everyone's if one in. person has a strike, you still aren't you still didn't lose. So he, he so even though he's ahead of me right now, it's survivor as in you're not alive anymore at all. So he needs he, he needs me to get knocked out here pretty soon. Is Kling a sharp? No. No. He's just good at Survivor. He's very good at Survivor. Also, uh, as a side note, that bottle of wine we got downstairs getting shockingly low. Yeah, it's a, it's a wine, wine, wine we'll get another wine? <laughs> Yeah, go grab another bottle, Nick. Uh, go go get yeah. another bottle of wine. Another white? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems like if we're going to it's do all that. white down there, isn't it? Or do we have some red down there? I didn't there? see. I, well, so you know what? There was some red. Let's, let's take it back. With, I'm there glad you grabbed red. the white one. I'm more of a white wine guy anyway. So Should we have wine Cody's shows? Wine Wednesdays. Wine Wednesdays. Yeah, we go get every Wednesday. We buy a bottle of wine. It's got to be $15 or cheaper. Yeah, that's fine. We'll talk about how oh, this is fresh cut. You know, it kind of has some grass notes to it. We're going to learn some stuff. So many stations do the beer tasting bit. That's old. Yeah. That's tired. Whiskey, that's you know, in mm-hmm. sports radio. Let's do. Let's be a little more refined. 
Yeah. Wine Wednesdays, Cody and Gold. Yeah. I think we should do it. We have sommeliers in. By the way, Cody <laughs> has to cheese. go... Cody Get has some to cheese. Go, yeah, there you he go. has to go speak to a <laughs> yeah, yeah, college class after this. Huh. You're going to go be molding the minds of our next generation huh. just absolutely ripped on cheap wine. Yeah. That's how I like to go through That's life. That's true. Uh, of Dead course, our, our, <laughs> our, our survivor picks, though, are brought to you by DirecTV's NFL Sunday ticket. Someone says, hey, picking the same team is a bad decision. I understand that, but I'm also still trying to, to still survive through it. I'm not going to pick a different team that I don't like, just because. Take I, Buffalo. No, I don't even know where they're playing the game. They're playing six feet of snow it's this week. It's Buffalo. Come on, they Nick, lost a game they shouldn't Nick, have lost. It'll be fine. I'm still trying to not be. And he can take Buffalo on Thursday, or he can take yeah. Buffalo. What if Buffalo wins? Niners I, lose. I, boom. Well, yeah, we can play that game with anyway. I understand that Kling basically has a free week now because if his pick loses, he still wins. He doesn't care. But I'm also don't think we're either of us are losing this week. So save it next week. I still want to be able to be in a better position to pick a team that he maybe can't pick. That's all it is. So yeah, of course it requires the Niners to win, but I was Gold's I, always playing the long game. I am. Yeah. And it's week 11. You got to make some aggressive picks here, man. I, that's all I did earlier. What are you talking about? I just told you the teams I used early on in the season. Early. What about lately? What have you done for me Nick, lately? There was a stretch where I used a B- Arizona, Cleveland, New Orleans, and Washington before Washington was playing well. <laughs> so I, yeah, but I, that was then. It's a new ball game when it's only a two-man fact, race. My one strike was against was, was Tampa against Carolina. It's kind of like so po- that one still after they fire their coach, poker, still right? Pisses me off. It's poker when there's two guys left and one guy has all the chips. Don't man. listen to him about poker. He lost all of his chips. Okay, well, you've never lost all your <laughs> chips before playing poker. Not that I know of. I think he's won every time. I think you got owned at poker on Friday night. That's got what I've owned. Been, that's what I've been hurt. That's what I've been told. Oh, yeah. have you? You were I, the biggest loser of the game. You had the, the it, biggest no. There's deficit. no. There's no biggest loser. Well, you yeah. lost the most money. That means you lost the most. Okay, if you want to go <laughs> off that, if you want to go off of money lost, then sure. I mean, kind of, yes. If if that's how you want to gauge success. Uh, but yeah, well, are we'll, you going to come back again if I invite you? Yeah, I had a great time. Oh, just curious. I'm not the, a sore loser. I got an invite. Unlike to some your other ass, when you get smoked in a hot dog race and won't shut up about it for three weeks. Some other tap event. I did receive an invite yeah, for for the chili, other day. chili night. Or I also invited Nick, despite his complaint about. Um, I need to probably actually respond to that RSVP. Don't I? Yeah, when is that? I mean, it can't hurt. Uh, it is December Holiday Chili 3rd. Party. That's coming up. Wait, 10th. December know. 3rd. It is 3rd. December 3rd. <laughs> I was like, wait. We you were gonna be make it. Can I uh, bring my green chili? They're already having this Do you chili. Want, we're right? going to provide chili. We don't want oh, to have to work. Oh, I thought it was like a cook-off. No, it's like, well, here is a bunch of chili and alcohol. Please enjoy yourself. And we're gonna That's what it was of, for my gonna... great uncle John, and that's what how we do okay, it now. Okay, you did ask me for my green chili recipe. I did, because I wanted to make it this week. As a tester to see if it should be allowed in the main chili. So area. you are going to make it this week? Yes. Okay, I got to tell. I got to let you know, though. You got to get some You got to get some cheese for the individual bowls, and then you got to dip tortillas in them. Okay. That's I mean, I would have chili topping. is commonly. Okay, so tortillas dipped into the... Like a like a soft tortilla, not like a tortilla chip. Correct. Okay. And Noted. Corn or this. flour? Corn, I assume. I use I use uh, I use flour, but you could do corn. Okay. Mm. Boy, wine Wednesdays. We're talking chili. Feels right. Good good fall <laughs> good fall conversation for us. <laughs> uh, we Pour yourself some more of that wine, go. I, I will. I'm enjoying it. Thank you. Um, so let's talk some Royals baseball though a little bit because uh, we hadn't heard from Dade Moore. Uh, since he was let go by the Royals organization. But he was on one of our Odyssey original podcasts, part of the Odyssey family on the Odyssey app called Baseball is Not Boring. 
And Dayton was talking about, you know, his future plans. And it sounds like he is going to likely make some sort of decision on where he will land in the next week or so. We expect maybe another senior advisor role or front office role with uh, another major league team. You had mentioned you think maybe the Rangers with the Chris, uh, I think so. Chris Young connection makes a lot of sense there. But he also spoke about, you know, his his philosophies and kind of like something he was very firm on, which shouldn't surprise people. And that was like he, he still believed that baseball should be a certain way in terms of how you operate a front office versus clearly the direction the Royals have decided to go in. It's hard. It's hard to try to do something the opposite of every other professional sports team in existence. Like, I'm dead serious. I don't think that there was another organization in the four major sports in the entire United States that was operating a team the way Dayton Moore was, which was trust and family and, you know, like, and some of the things that, sound good in theory, and helped him win a World Series. So I never want to take that away. His faith in players that I would have given up on, faith in managers that I would have given up on, some of the things that I would have just decided, I don't think so, this isn't working, I'd have been more transactional, all of those things eventually led him to a World Series. But as in any any sport, any job, as a matter of fact, I don't care if you work at H&R Block, you work here, no matter your job, if you choose to just try to do the same thing forever, you're not going to keep your job. You're going to get outdated. This is how people get fired for, like, not learning new technology. For anybody who's watching on the video stream, Nick has put up graphics for a majority of the day today. He made those graphics. Nick didn't go to school for graphic design. He had to learn. <laughs> he had to learn how to make some of those so that we could have them for the video stream. We all had to learn how to put together a video broadcast so that we could have those things. He chose and is still telling you, I'm never going to change. This is how I think baseball should be. I think baseball should be about gut and feeling. And it's not to say he never used a single analytical number ever, but he was never going to be transactional, be transactional, even though he admitted he, that, that that was probably an oversight. He was never going. This is why the right decision was made. I respect Dayton for what he accomplished in Kansas City. I'm not trying to like laud or celebrate his exit or anything like that. But this is why it was the right decision. He wow. wasn't going to change how he wanted to run a baseball team. And it's second in control. He can still do some of the things he likes to do, but he's not the arbiter of every decision. And we've seen the difference in what direction the Royals wanted to head based off of also the manager that they hired, I would argue. And and ultimately, some of the decisions they're going to continue to make. I mean, I, I don't think Matt Cotrero is the Royals manager if Dane Moore was the one making the hire. Um, based so, off of... I think it would probably still be Mike Bethini. Right? I mean, I, I, yeah, that's actually probably fair as well. I mean, I think... There, there's that, but even just this is an organization that uh, had leaned into data and analytics, but now they're face first in it is how I, I would describe it. And that was something they were never to me going to be uh, with Dayton and they needed to shift away from that. And that was a huge reason why they made the decision that they made. Um, and that's something that clearly he didn't believe as much in. And that's, that's why the two had a part ways and, He's going to be, I'm sure, very successful wherever he ends up helping that organization, whether it's the Rangers or wherever else, as you said, maybe as the number two or number three guy in a front office instead of being the guy. And that way you kind of have a little more of a balance in that front office. And that's what they need. Again, it's not. And, and JJ does have some of that old. So it's not like JJ's just going to give up on a player because, right, there's no reason to think that. JJ came up under Dayton. He worked with Dayton in Atlanta. He he remembers that version of baseball, but he's also clearly willing to make some changes that wouldn't have happened under him. I do think that that, that that was needed. It just was. They needed enough of a change. Because I know that like people wanted to be like, oh, he's bringing back Ryan O'Hearn, so I guess 
uh, you know, JJ's not going to change way, anything. And you're like, come on, stop it. Are we letting a $1.4 million baseball player somehow derail all this? I've made fun of, like, I, we've had comments about Ryan O'Hearn or how much he plays. He's a bench bat for $1.4 million. He's blocked you on Twitter. Playing lefty. Yeah, long ago. I, his Twitter's been fantastic. Uh, oh, has it? Oh, I didn't even get well, to see it. because when he, he knows how Is he Twitter, playing the heel? He is, and it's great. It's incredible. Good for him. Yeah, I'm liking he's, he's, Ryan O'Hearn more he, by the day. He's embraced the Twitter hate. That people have shown at times towards It's him. the same thing. When used correctly, I have no problem with it. I don't. When used correctly, I have no issue with Ryan O'Hearn being a member of this roster. My problem was when he was getting 400 at-bats. I never thought that was necessary. That felt like too much. <laughs> I wanted something below that number. And I told you, with the new shift, there's an argument to be made that Ryan O'Hearn will be more valuable than ever mm-hmm. from an offensive perspective. So if you want to spend a little bit of time finding out what you got, fine. Or if J.J. wants to simply protect the relationship because he was a good leader at a tumultuous time for this for this team when they were well underperforming, Whit Merrifield's comments were causing a bit of a stir, and they started trading people away. And after all their leaders were gone except for Salvador Perez, reports from the clubhouse were that Ryan O'Hearn really stepped up. So if that's the case and J.J. wants to protect that relationship one time, fine. But I also want an analytical manager and other baseball forward-thinking guys in there. And that's the difference between because J. Like, I listened to the entire Dayton Moore interview. It's an Odyssey podcast. You can hear it up at odyssey.com. But when I, when I listened to the entire thing, I heard a guy in Dayton Moore who was still telling you, I don't want to change the way I want to pl- yeah. do baseball. And that's why the change had to happen. All right, let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. Right, for you, Gold. That's smart. For you, Gold. For you, Nick. And over in the J. Southland Toast Service text line, 913 586 Seven six ten, and if anyone's monitoring the uh, the live stream comments, I am not. Gold normally I count on you to handle that oh. responsibility during this time, but that's fine. Um, I didn't have to pull up today. I can as well if you would like. I was doing a better job. Anything left in that bottle? Uh, a little bit. A left. little bit. You want to split it? Yeah. Okay, we'll split it. Um, <laughs> well, don't. Makes sense. The random question today brought to you by the Window Source of Kansas City. That way, after I ask the question, Nick, you can just come pick it up. Um, is related to what you just mentioned. I'm going to go yeah. speak to a group of UMKC students. Right after drinking a bunch of wine. Smart. Right, right, right after I finish this show. He just like stumbles in. Hey, and kids. Dude, uh, how about this? Also smelling like wine and with the facial hair situation. They're going to think you're an absolute degenerate. Uh, by the way, I'm going to convince everyone to just not get into it. They're going to look at this guy and they're going to be like, nope. So what did you do today? What we talked nope. about. We, we talked. <laughs> show them a picture of you right out of college when you were like, I'm assuming skinnier than you are now and like better looking. (laughs) This was me before radio. This was me 10 years into radio. And I'm just holding a new bottle of wine that I've also (laughs) taken from my workplace. Yeah, walk in with a bottle in hand. Hey, kids, let's have a little chat about what it's like to work in radio. (laughs) Um, So that question is related to this, but not directly to radio, which is what is the thing you wish someone would have told you Mm. about the job before you worked in the job you're in now, right? So uh, you go to go work at the bank and you're like, sure wish they would have told me that the manager was an alcoholic. <laughs> Be good to know. But what's the one thing you wish that they had told you about the job before you got it that might have informed your decision? Oh, I mean, it's weird because like, we currently work in these wait, jobs. But I'm so still wait a minute. Before. So are you saying what advice would you have given yourself to ensure that you didn't get into radio? No, just like, <laughs> well, or just like something you wish you would have mentally prepared for, even if you were still oh. going to take the job, right? Um, it could work both ways. It might not have deterred you from getting the job, but you wish you'd have known it anyway. I would say probably that you need to kind of honestly, kind of like what you were just talking about with 
with Dayton Moore is that you have to be nimble, man. You have to be light on your feet, and this, this is any job. Don't just think because there's like a certain way you got into the industry and, and maybe you're emulating somebody or you see someone successful that you want to be like them and you're saying, okay, I'm going to do everything that they do. That's not necessarily going to be your path. You need to be light. You need to be nimble. You need to be flexible, willing to try new things and to change and adapt and do things differently. Don't just do things because it's the way it was always done. Pay attention to what young people are doing. Whatever they are doing is usually what the future is going to look like. Just be flexible in, in, in what you're willing to do and try and learn. Yeah, yeah I would agree. I mean, I, th- I think that w- that's probably been the case for a while anyway. It's just now that you've, you've experienced it, too. So it's more But a lot of people ever, are hesitant you know? to that. Yeah, yeah, and I would say I, one of the things I re- like value your time more than you do. I thought I had to do literally everything that was asked of like go to everything, show up and like there's a middle ground, man. Nobody's going to remember that I showed up to a KC Buzz press conference and got socked in the face on the way back to the car. Hey, if I missed that, it wouldn't have mattered or said I couldn't go. Nothing would have changed in my radio career that I turned down that press conference. I think for me, it's probably just that realizing having worked in, in different places like no place is perfect. Like, oh, no matter, yeah, you're like, no, like no you matter, went from place to place thinking like no, this place no, would be better. Yeah. No, no matter what line of work you're in like there is no such thing as this like this perfect workplace like we're very fortunate in the job we have i think our job is incredible we get to talk about sports and drink randomly wine on a thursday out of nowhere wine like, wednesday's what? moving forward but yes yeah, so thursday wednesday, for today like, you know like stuff like that is, is incredible but overall like no place is perfect i i have i, I think that's a good lesson for for everybody very early to on that extent yeah. to that point i would say the other part of it that any any profession should be willing to practice is that you know what you may not get your dream job by 26 you may not get it by 30 you may not get it by 35 that's okay you're not entitled to have this perfect job that you had always envisioned by the time you're six years into whatever industry you're in sometimes you do have to be patient and grind it out and work your way up and that's not a bad thing you learn a lot of stuff from the jobs that you don't like don't be so impatient because you're not in the perfect situation right now. Nine one three five eight. That feels very specific, Nick. Are you talking about your current role? Well, no, this no. Show? I already think... know he's going to Arrowhead Pride. I think it's very. He'll get there eventually. No, this was this was an issue when I was younger. I think it's it. I think it's really easy to get to that point where you're comparing yourself to other people and saying, "Oh, well, they're doing this job, and I'm I'm not in my dream job yet. So what am I doing wrong? Maybe I should quit and go do something else." Like. Yeah. Your path is not everybody else's path, vice versa. Be patient. <laughs> uh, from the nine, from from the 6-2, I'm a territory sales rep. They w- wish I would have been told how fantastic having an expense budget is. Thanks for the cheap season tickets. <laughs> oh, you're, <laughs> you're, <laughs> your nice expense budget, budget is nice. Uh, and then from the 816, sounds like Cody doesn't have a speech plan. Is using the random question to drunkenly write it last speech minute. Plan? <laughs> they didn't ask me to have a speech. Boy, they just said, will you come talk to the class? They didn't tell me what to talk about. Okay, random question of the day. Do you have anything prepared right now? No, absolutely uh, not. Okay. okay, well, there we go. Why am I? I don't have to have things prepared to talk to this class. I am to understand probably break down what I do and then let them ask questions. Hmm. That's what's been any other time I've spoken to a class. 
Have you ever spoken to a, a broadcasting class? How many have, success actually. stories have come from the classes that you've spoken to? Um, oh, like how many people do I know got in the industry after I spoke to the class? Yeah. Very little. Uh, not maybe zero. I went and spoke to a class uh, a few years ago, and at the end of it, I was like, how many of you guys are planning on getting into sports journalism? It was a sports journalism class, and one person raised their hand. Well, the last, the very said, first Why time. Why am I even here? Why <laughs> do you guys even want to do this? Can I just leave? <laughs> the very first time I ever spoke to a class at the end, I'd ask the teachers, like, hey, I hope that that's what you wanted. They're like, I think some of the kids were a little um, surprised by your honesty. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Sugarcoat it for these kids? Or do you want me to tell them what it's really like to work in radio? Like Wine Wednesdays. That's what I'm going to tell them about today. The future of Wine Wednesdays on Cody and Gold. So you're going to be like, hey, this sucks? Is that what you're going to say? No, I'm going to tell them the good and the bad. Like you said, no place is perfect. Yeah, okay. The good and the bad. Everyone, that's what the point of the question, right? Oh, the, oh, wow! Well, like from the one six said, I wish. Oh, go ahead. Were you going to say it? Yeah, this is a great one. This is great <laughs> advice for anybody in any line of work. I wish I would have known that my boss is a smug, arrogant uh, Rick Can with you say a, that? Rick with <laughs> yeah, a P yeah. who thinks he's the smartest man in the room, and I want to punch him in the face every day. Because if you had known that, you can, probably didn't take that job. Can right? you guys relate to that? Oh, my very first, my very no, first no, no, full time. I think job. currently is what he's talking uh, about. No, no, I cannot. No. Can you, Nick? No, I can. Who do you consider your boss? Spec? Oh, yeah. And and Roxanne? And no sure. one else? But Roxanne, uh, Roxanne, we don't need to get into the inner workings of our company, but, I mean, Spec is the one who is hands-on with us on a regular basis. It's going to so. isolate that audio of Nick where he says, I wish I would have known that my boss is uh, a... <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to isolate that. Hey, Spec. Spec, I'm not trying to be a snitch, but, I mean... I just thought I'd pass this audio along. Someone says they wish they'd have known their supervisor was a crackhead who shows up high and tries to run you over with a forklift. Wow. Honestly, oh, probably would have been good to know that. And on it, I would tell you, quit that job. <laughs> <laughs> like now. Get a different job. I mean, it sounds like you're not long for this earth anyway if you stick around there. <laughs> you can either die an early death via this man and his forklift, or you can just get a different hey, job. Hey, honey, how was your day? Oh, I don't know. Rick tried to run me over with the forklift again. I swear, I don't know if I'm going to make it through next week. That is the uh, random question of the day. Up next, it's all about fantasy football with Paul Charchin of guillotineleaks.com. What do the Chiefs wide receiver injuries mean for perhaps the fantasy value of Kadarius Tony? And we got Thursday night football tonight. We get to that next. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs red half hour. Every day at 11.30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.